0: Risk. Wait, did I do that when I was recording up son of a bitch? Now I have to start this again. Yeah you know what fuck it. Fuck it. I'm not gonna start again. It's futures TJ can edit it out. Hello there. Yeah. What what do sweet FA Nation? It's it's me, it's me, T, T- and and welcome back to another episode of the T- Justice Show T- Podcast with Tajasta. Um for some reason. People liked the first episode, I, I don't know why, I thought Jester was a real right knob in that, so he's, he's not going to be here this time, it's just going to be a little old me talking to the mic. And we got we got a jam-packed episode full of exciting topics. Um, another important feedback that I got was that people didn't really like what we were talking about, and uh, fair enough, I mean, it was sort of the end of the decade, everyone was going for that theme, so we probably won't go for that tonight. Um, instead we'll talk about animation home media releases which I've picked up over the last year because I've been spending a lot of, of a lot of resources and time on on this this year being locked up and you know having money because I'm not spending it on Uber Eats but we'll get to that and we've also got some questions and we've got some special guests coming on actual special guests this time it's not just me um, so I guess let's let's jump right into it um, suppose the nutshell came from just the fact that, you know, money plus um, being home all year meant that I was willing to wait for stuff a lot more and I've I've filled a couple of gaps in my collection. Most of the stuff we're talking about is um, Warner Archive, Warner or Warner Brothers, that's not... that's not because I'm like sponsored by them or anything, Um, but it's just that um. You know, Warner Bros. owns, like, has the biggest cartoon collection in in the world, especially with American animation. So, I figured I would start with um one hole that was filled quite well this year, and this is the Popeyes, Popeye, Popeye. <coughs> pardon me, pardon me. Let me just take a uh, brisk um the the Popeye hole that I had in my collection. Um, I bought all the six you know, currently available Popeye the Sailor collections, which is the 1930s and early 40s I suppose, the flesh, yeah, black and white stuff, and the colored 1942 cartoons, which are all leased by Warner Warner Brothers and Warner Archives. Um, so, you know, I wasn't, I suppose why I didn't fill this hole before is just, you know, Popeye wasn't like the the number one like I watched occasionally on Boomerang when I was a kid you know when I was getting babysit in weird places you know there would be public domain videotapes full of crummy shitty great um, copies of Popeye cuttings. it's really all I have Popeye I didn't really sort of know and even then even Boomerang also had the same like cruddy colored um, remaster so I couldn't really get into spirit and really I, watching these especially the Flesher stuff the black and white stuff um, it's it really opened my eyes to what the Flesher Studio and why it's so popular among animation circles um, Which I didn't know So I suppose I'll give a brief overview of the history of Popeye um, Popeye was made by Flesher Studios Popeye was actually a comic book character before he became a cartoon star um, He was made by the Flesher Studios who um, originally their, their big star was Betty Boop um, but. Popeye probably came at a good time because of the Hayes Code and what that did pretty much killed Beeboob's career and everything um, Popeye would um, go on to become one of the most, if not the most popular cartoon character in the 1930s, which is Amazing to think about, especially that so many people think Mickey Mouse um, and This is also before, you know, MGM and Warner Brothers was getting into their game. So he was probably the most popular and then there were some weird things. Splash did some weird stuff. They tried to preempt Disney with the whole, you know, animated film thing by making a two reel sh- um, short of Popeye and Keller. Um, didn't really work out well, and then they just gave up and went into feature length for animation with Disney. Um, Gulliver Travels and Mr. Bug Go to Town, but they were they flopped. <laughs> There's a reason why we don't. Talk about them now. In fact, they're probably on some of those public domain main tapes I was talking about before. They also did some weird stuff, like they were based in New York originally, but they moved to Miami. Yeah, it was just weird. So they were broke, and they were still making good cartoons. They're making Popeye. They're making the first Superman adaptations by that point. But powermount who was in charge of um, of the Fleischer Studios side, the five. The brothers Max and Dave Flesher and there was also a bit of argument between them and um, just take over the studio themselves and that's where Famous Studios came along and that's um, where the colored stuff really started in the 1940s um, and it's also when really the decline of the Popeye So we'll probably talk about that a bit later. That'll be a tickle on my throat, I don't know why. Um, so where were we? We were talking about, just want to have a brief I suppose you're probably asking, well, if they're owned by Paramount, or they're made by PowerMount, How do Warner Brothers end up with them? Look, I can talk about the history of distribution in animation all day long. It's a long story. If you want to hear about it, maybe it'll be in the third episode if we do a, another one. Okay. Okay. Well, I've only got limited time here. I've got uh, 40 minutes to talk about some good stuff. Um, no, the 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 first three volumes, which go between 1933 to 1943, is actually a they're really good and they're really well detailed, Um, they're all beautifully restored but that's a theme that Wonder Woman always does really well, Um, a lot of special features and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I I certainly did know about Popeye. They also go for this sort of like approach to animation, the history of animation as a whole, because there's also a lot of... um, there's like a documentary series on the early days of American animation, there's a lot of bonus shorts in here from the early Flesher cartoons because Flesher before Beboop and Popeye were really successful and stuff like Out of the Inkwell and um, mainly Out of the Inkwell and there's also some some really early stuff on the side of the age of animation. There's like Colonel He's a Liar cartoons, there's Crazy Cat cartoons, Mutton Jeff, all these weird characters that are just forgotten in time for good reason because their cartoons are pretty shite. Um, there's radio recordings. We're just having a look at the back of the thing. Um, of like um, the voice of Popeye. Um, what else is there? Yeah, so it's really goes through this whole encompassing history of animation thing, which is really cool. Um, these are probably the first time I've seen these cards. in black and white. And it's really noticeable how, um, how well done they are. Hopefully I'm loud enough. Um, they're really all very noticeable and sort of the backgrounds and very fleshy and sort of their approach to... I've watched some of the early baby-boob stuff and it's especially the early Popeye really take a lot from those series. Um, the f- Towards Volume 3 was when Famous started to take over and it's also an interesting set because it's when war hit um, so then pretty much Popeye actually did become a sailor. Before that he was sort of just a dude that he drove boats and stuff but he wasn't really a sailor he was just a dude that punches things and likes olive oil which i don't know why because she's a bitch um so a really interesting all those dvds i highly recommend um i should note that these are not the original releases that came out between 2007 to 2009 i think these are the done last year by warner archives um reprints so they are DVD like most of the Warner archive stuff so if you don't know different DVDs are the compressed like in the factory stuff when you go out and buy a DVD and JV hi-fi it's most likely well it is a DVD um, DVD R is essentially what you would make at your house back in the day when you're burning stuff to DVD that's what a DVD R is so they are uncompressed they are more prone to breaking down, but it's, um, but that's how Warner was thats the Warner Archive method, and it's worked really well. I've never had a problem with them. Some people have, but you know, they suck. Um, we got we got also the nineteen forty stuff, which came out last year. I didn't get my hands on it because it wasn't a um, big turn. Hang on, guys. I, I'm 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 hearing a cowbell, and if you know what that means, it means that our first special guest is about to come on. Um, now. Our first special guest. What more can I say? She plays for the boys. Um, she loves tennis and half hats. Um, I think I think that's a good enough hint. Um, please welcome, please welcome Jack Nair Eight from the the Alright, uh, Jack No, can you can you hear me? Oh God. Okay. Calm down. Calm down. Oh, what, the? Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, okay. Um, Is this having a chance? Why are you so angry? That's, that's just, um, that's just fucking gross, dude. I, I, okay, she hung up. She, she hung up. That was, well, that was certainly experience. Um, where were we? Um, so with the Popeye stuff, the 1940s stuff, as I said, it sort of went downhill, but down then, it went downhill, the Star of Famous. I don't know why, because these cartoons are beautifully, they're they're beautiful in the way they animate. It's just I suppose I oh know they just don't feel flesh like. It's not the same. Uh, volume one, as you can imagine, has a lot of war themes. In fact, one of the first ones. I have to remember. Sorry, guys. Um, I have not seen. Well, on our way to Rio is similar to what Disney did in terms of trying to connect to their South American. Um, things which was pretty popular during war in America. Um, Disney. There was a Donald Duck film with the three other people. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Pardon me. Um, yeah. So you can really tell here it's starting to go downhill a little bit. Animation's still really good, but the stories are just. It feels like rehashing on what Flesher did. That's really all I can say. But these colorings are beautifully restored. And you can actually get these on Blu-ray. I don't tend to go. I got them on DVD-R. Mainly because, um, you know, I just like playing these wherever, you know. I don't like being deep. It's not so much Blu-rays. The Blu-rays look beautiful. But not everyone still has a Blu-ray player. Most people have a DVD player. And you know, I can burn them and back them up on my computer. I don't have a DVD drive for my, even my shit-hot computer. So, it's just more about, I want to watch these. Anywhere, if I want to on DVD or digitally, now that I've made backups of everything. Thanks, that's actually a good idea. I should thank Wayno for that because Wayno gave me the idea to do that and it's worked off pretty well actually. I've really enjoyed going through my collection, especially how it's expanded so far this year. And um, sort of reviewing what I should, you know, preserve and whatnot, and I've got the fair way through. I've sort of hit a bit of a road bump recently because there's stuff coming out that I will talk about later um, but yeah that's that's Popeye oh no man if you want to buy Popeye there's you can't buy it like in stores here in Australia but you can buy it on eBay and most Amazon all that um where would I buy my I bought mine from a shop I forget the name of the shop but I only bu- bought them from there because they bulked when you did bulk like um you bought in bulk, like they took like 15% off all the DVDs, which is pretty cool, so look out there, um, people, now, um, obviously, I think it's pretty obvious, considering that most of my avatars have been of sort, hang on, I'll have to go get them, um, I'll just, um, should fucking you stupid tit, okay, okay, I'll go on here, all right, so it shouldn't be a big surprise to you guys so I'm, I'm a bit of a Looney Tunes fan and for a while there I didn't really have, like, I only had Golden Collection which is fine and in fact I bought new DVDs because I've had a lot of those Golden Collection DVDs since I was like oh, 6 and they're scratched the fuck um, But this is, this is, um, the Looney Tunes stuff is, um, I really really happy that I um, did this 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 year because I got a lot of just stuff I haven't seen before because of um, you know just restrictions and sort of I just a lot of the stuff that I bought that I'm going to talk about here is the pre-1948 Looney Tune stuff so it wasn't really seen on TV really, some of the stuff was the only way you could see it so happy I spurged out and I completed a big hole for the meantime um, with the coming out of the Bugs Bunny 80th anniversary collection with, pardon me, 40 new ins that have never been in the store before. It's going to be, it's going to be really exciting to see that, but let's talk about what I bought and sort of expanded my Loonshoots collection. The first major one was the Stu- Superstar Series. Um, I probably would have got this earlier if I didn't hold it off. The only reason why I did was because um, with I think one of the discs came out, I think it was the Pepella Pew disc came out, so I figured, oh, you know, if it sells well enough, I guess they might release others. And I also contacted Warner Brothers Australia at the time, and they pretty much confirmed that it was more of a testing the water sort of situation, but it never came to fruition, and so I had to just buy them, finally. Um, so, there is a bit of controversy with some of these superstar discs. The main one, the first one I can think of is with the first two, the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, one. these weren't the sign for collectors like golden collection was just hit my thumb on the dvds these were designed the sign for just families watching stuff um so they are the i think it's the post 1953 one of cartoons are stretched into widescreen which is quite annoying um most of that will be fixed actually this this year with um the release of the bugs bunny 80th collection some of it has already been fixed in other releases but most of them is they're thankfully coming back into their original um, frame, original picture, most of them this year. So, you no, know, I hate when people do that. You know, Disney Plus got in trouble for doing it to The Simpsons um, this time last year. But I got all of them. I bought I bought them in, like, the volumes. So, Volume 1 has Bugs Bunny, Foghorn Leghorn, and Roadrunner. I'm not really interested in many of them, to be honest. Um... Folk a good get, I guess, and the Roadrun cartoons aren't the good ones, they're the shitty 1960 ones, so mm, it's just good to have the complete collection, I suppose. Um, the Daffy Duck release Trillian Sylvester and Porky Pig Superstar ones, Makeup Volume 2. Um, really, I would not have bought the Tree and Sylvester any other way, because it, it's double up, all those cartoons appear on the collection, it's a waste of money, don't, don't, don't buy it separately, is what I'm saying. But buying them together because I think it was cheaper anyway. And The other one I bought, as I said, I already had the Pepe Le Pew one, but I had the Sylvester and Hippity Hopper release, which comes with every Hippity Hopper cartoon out there, which is pretty cool. Towards the end, they did some really cool stuff. The Porky release in the Superstar series broke pretty much all those rules about being for families. There's a lot of, I think it's 18 cartoons, and they go all the way from really the sort of 40s to towards the end of the studio with stuff like um, Bunny and Clyde or whatever it was, it was a weird parody, nevertheless um, Celeste and Hippity Hopper, all those cartoons I now proudly own and yeah It's just filling holes in my collection Um, The other release I got was um, Platinum Collection Now to a bit of a story behind this. So, Platinum Collection was really set up to be the replacement for Golden Collection in terms of it was for the. It was for the sorry, I'm just up It was for the. It was for the um, collectors. Um, originally, they were Blu-ray only, and sort of, that's sort of why it was. It was sort of like the HD version of Golden Collection. Unfortunately, they didn't sell very well, and I got. And you can't buy the Blu-ray releases. You can only buy one now. Unfortunately, so the only ones were the D V D copies. Um, but really I wasn't gonna buy because most of the stuff that appears on platinum appeared in golden collections. So so I'm not gonna buy that shit willy nilly. I might as well just buy it second hand. And I finally did. There was a place in some dude in Melbourne was selling them second hand. I got them pretty cheaply that way instead of waiting a month and <laughs> spending nearly one hundred dollars on the so That that was pretty cool. Um Mm. Pardon me, so I've got all Platinum Collection now Again, there's nothing really to ride home about It's just the cartoons There's none of the special features that the Blu-ray had But I suppose it's saved some wear and tear on my Golden Collection set Which is the one I really care about There's a couple of exclusives to this set But it's just more me being a completionist I think the only reason why I got it was because um, some of the cartoons um, on Golden Collection had DVRN, I think I'm saying that right, Digital Media Noise Reduction Issues and this was the fix towards it, hang on, oh shit, is that the, is that the cowbell again? I think, I think our second guest has arrived guys, um, I think, I think this is going to be live cross, he's in the middle of a Dungeons and Dragons, um, game, um, you know of him because he's he's been in the news recently. He's had a bit of a controversial run. He plays for the Baghdad Bombers. It's um it's it's Santos. Um welcome welcome to the show, Santos. Um how's your how's your Dungeons and Dragon game going at the moment? This game is diarrhea coming out of my dick. This game is as appealing as a fucking oh. ooze infested dirty fucking sewer rat shit. Okay. I've had more fun playing with dog turds, shredders my ass and splinters my balls. This game is an inside-out asshole regurgitating putrid anal fecal matter. Okay. I'd rather fucking yank all the hairs out of my scrotum. Oh. I'd rather drink diarrhea vomited out of a buffalo's uh, anus. Uh, okay. It's sucking fucks, it fucking sucks, it fucking blows, it's a piece of shit. And I don't like it. Okay, um, he just dropped out. Um, doesn't look like he's doing too well there from the sounds of that, but suppose you can't win them all anyway while we we're talking about digital video noise reduction I think we are talking about so with digital video noise reduction there's really more in the 90s they'll try and do it when they were first moving animation to um and films in general to digital forms of media and essentially what it does normally like for a live-action film it's cleans dirt um, it doesn't really work for animation because it sometimes thinks that the lines are the dirt so it wipes them out so, some of the cartoons in which were in Golden Collection had digital video noise reduction are fixed here and for some reason some cartoons that didn't have digital video noise reduction in Golden Collection have it here so it's a mixed bag Oh, pardon me, I don't know what's come over me um, We'll talk about the last release um, that I have that I bought this year and that was for the in section, definitely not the last one I bought as a whole is the Chuck, the Looney Tunes Mouse Chronicles the Chuck Jones Collection um really interesting release 20 cartoons over two discs um, comes with the entire sniffles and um, oh fuck what would they hurt 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 I can't say it's the, the dumb mouses that I never liked in the 1950s cartoons all all of them come here I, I don't actually mind the sniffle cartoons I, I really like early Chuck Jones and I get kick out sniffles even though he's a bit of a boring character. So sort of more of a cutesy Disney characters than what Warner Bros. would come to be known. But yeah, um it comes with something like eleven bonus cartoons just because it was enough for Chuck himself to have the whole disc to himself. So it's it's Chuck Jones certainly stars in the disc but there's pretty much work from every other director around at the time goes I think it goes into like the early Tech Avery stuff in the fr- late thirties to Merlin the Magic Mouse and like the late nineteen sixties. So a wide range of um, cartoons here for you to enjoy, not just sniffles and the stupid mouses. Um, hang on I'm just pause here. Um, I, I do apologize, I just had to stop recording for a minute. Um, Butch Butch was chasing down cars again. Stupid fucking animal. Anyway, let's 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 I think we'll just covered We just covered the whole um, the whole, the whole um Warner Brothers collection bit. So we'll, we'll move on, we'll move on because we've, we've got a lot more to cover here and I suppose you should you should be able to figure out that the Warner Brothers stuff was released by Warner Brothers They, well, technically they didn't own it for a while. You know what? We can talk about distribution stuff later, okay? If you want, if you want to see more of this don't know why, but if you want to see more, of this that's, that's that's something for the next one. Let's let's talk about Warner Brothers and their work with the MGM stuff. Um, so the MGM stuff has really been a major hole in my collection for a while. Not because I wanted to, but because it wasn't being released. Um, I got my hands on Tom and Jerry Golden Collection. So initially, this was DVD Blu-ray release of the 1st 37 tom and jerry cartoons and the big thing was they were actually restored um the tom and jerry stuff for a long time has not been restored mainly because of pardon me i don't know why i'm so gassy i only had haggis for tea but um the tom and jerry stuff was not really restored because most of the original negatives were lost in the um vault fires of the 60s and 70s with mgm so it's been really hard to restore them, and even now they're not really fully restored as such, but they're definitely the best versions of these cartoons you can get towards the originals. Um, and that's what this is the first 37 ones. There was going to be a volume 2, um, but it got cancelled. The original idea for Gone Collection was for Tom, Tom and Jerry Gone Collection was that they were going to release every Tom and Jerry cartoon. In chronological order, but they backed out in the second release, not releasing a couple of cards because they weren't racially, um, because of racial and cultural reasons, which um, fans of the animation community were bolted against, pretty much, because they, were, they, they promised that the fans was broken and they got delayed, quote unquote. It, it's cancelled, it, it was going to come out in 2013, so it's well and truly dead. Um, that's no, this is an awesome lease though with this Tom and Jerry stuff. Um it's got commentaries, it's got documentaries, it's got everything everything I ever wanted. And what the fuck is this like peeling apart? DVD release again because I can burn it and stuff. Um I finally also got my hands on the Tick Savory Droopery collection. Which I mean I wasn't initially very excited for because none of the cardings were stored as Mentioned in the Warner Archive episode regarding the next set we're going to talk about Tex Avery school screwball classics. Um, really, it was to test the waters, quote unquote, and a mix of low sales plus the global financial crash pretty much killed any other hopes of Tex Avery stuff coming out then. But. Lucky for us, our friends at the Warner Archives have decided that they will be restoring it and this is what I'm going to talk about next, the Tex Avery Squirrel Classics Volume 1 which came out on Blu-ray this year. This is, I wasn't initially actually going to buy it, I was going to wait to see if there was going to be a DVD release but I was so bored during lockdown, I was like, no, I, I need this now to see it and man, it was worth it, It was it's an awesome release and these cartoons came out absolutely wonderful in um, Blu-ray, so... 18 cartoons and there's actually some pretty big Tex Avery stuff on here um in the 90s they did the 50 greatest cartoons as voted by like a thousand animation experts and on this release there's two of the top 50 on here with red hot riding hood which is actually where my current avatar comes from and bad luck Blackie. i think they made it in the top five top 15 if i'm remembering correctly and there's some screwball, there's some screwball squirrel on here, which I always liked him, but Tex never liked him and I don't know why He was an asshole character, you know, I, I, for some reason I really, really, you know, emphasise emphasise with asshole characters, don't know why It's not like I'm one myself, I'm the, I'm the greatest hmm. There's some droopy stuff on here, which is restored, it's, it's a great release, man and it was actually announced a couple of weeks ago that volume 2 is coming out and they're releasing them both on both volume 1 and 2 on dvd so i'll probably pick them up both on dvd now if i'll go blu-ray again i mean it's they look amazing on blu-ray but as i said before just just listen back before what i said about blu-ray you know it's not much of a difference anyway the next next release i want to talk about is, you know, and this one is actually a blu-ray release um, one that I am gonna, one that I am um, wanted to get, it wasn't because I was bored. Is the complete original series of the Jetsons on Blu-ray. Now this is, this is one of my favourites here. I'm, I'm a big Jetsons fan. I probably liked them over the Flintstones. You know, there's a bit more. I suppose there was a lot of imagination in the Flintstones too. But most of the Flintstones like jokes just come down to like an animal saying, "It's a living." Or, you know, that's, that's all like puns about rocks. The Jetsons, they sort of had to be a bit more inventive and sort of meant like, what, what the fuck's a telephone going to look like in 100 years? What, what the fuck is cars, they're going to fly? Um, you know, is George going to complain about having a free, three hour a week job, you know, all sorts of cool stuff. And this really captures the Jetsons, they look amazing, they, they blew my nuts off, well and truly with this release. Now, when I say the original series, there's a bit of confusion online by people that don't know any better, so losers that don't pay attention to 1960s animated series, I, I can't even fathom that, why, why, why wouldn't you know about this? So when they mean the complete original series, they don't mean the whole series. Um, the jetsons started back in um hang on oh another cow- cowbell you know what you know what that means we've got another guest coming on guys um this one this one's pretty special um i know may, may, may not sound that like advertising because you know he's from the gumpies but he is a gookie, um he's been making waves everywhere it's um it's fridge it's 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 fridge from the gumpies um hang on let me just get up, how are you mate Oh uh, I think yeah Well that was that was certainly I, I don't know what to think now my whole my whole world's been shocked. Anyway, we're talking about the Jetsons. So we're talking about how when they mean the original series, they mean what has been considered the first season of The Jetsons. So between 1962 and 1963 was the first season of The Jetsons, 24 episodes, that's what's on the Blu-ray. And um they got cancelled. I don't know if it actually got cancelled, maybe it was just, I think I heard that it was like too ambitious, because it was made specifically for colour television, but only aired in like colour in like seven markets in the US, and even back in 1962, um, colour TV ownership was really, really low. Nevertheless, the next 20 years or so, these 24 episodes aired on Saturday morning and got really popular, so in the mid to late 80s hannah Barbera was like yeah fuck it let's let's renew it and make some more episodes of jetsons and voila so if you see jerks on amazon saying this is a lie it's not the complete original series it's whatever that's that's why it's it's no it's not the complete series it's the complete original series i also saw pardon me recently that um want Warner Bros. actually released the complete series on DVD, not just... Originally, they had Season 1 and Season 2, Part 1 on DVD, and then the other Season 2, Part 2 and Season 3 came out via Warner Archive. Um, so they've got the whole original... I haven't really seen it. I'm not really interested. I don't really like the 80s episodes. I definitely love the 60s episodes of the Jetsons. That's why I wanted this so badly. But the 80s episodes, I mean, it was more aimed at kids by that point because it was airing at Saturday morning, anyway we're getting off track. Talking about this release, um, there's not much in the way of special features but definitely the one big hint in this one is that these are ha- how they originally aired back in 1962. Most of these episodes, somehow Hannababa has found all the tapes and they've actually remastered them to that point and it's really interesting because, you know, Justin's, at least when I was watching it on Cartoon Network Boomerang, I think no one go at one stage too. They never had the laugh tracks in there. They certainly didn't have like the ads from the 1960s. This one goes far out and pretty much I think all but one and the one episode that doesn't have fully restored to how it originally aired. It's actually a pretty important episode. The Jetsons called the day with Jet Screamer, but I think that's always been really hard. I think it's something to do with the audio tracks, like very badly damaged, which is a shame because it's a musical episode um hang on just fucking butch butch is just uh, misbehaving tonight I? I think it's these new hemorrhoid tablets anyway yeah this this is pretty the jetsons blu-ray is pretty fucking cool man i, I love it it's awesome um it's only three discs too compared to the dvd one i had the dvd in actually that's another point when you look at this in blu-ray and look at this in dvd i've been critical in the past saying oh it doesn't look too much different but I don't know, the original Jetsons look so dirty. Now going back to DVD, the Blu-ray releases just like open up my my eyes. I can't believe my eyes to mean Fireflies. Okay, I won't do that again. I wanted deeply, deeply to also talk about the um, Flintstones complete series Blu-ray release, but unfortunately I have not ordered that yet. Um, mainly due to the fact that there is, I think, a recall, there's a disc recall at the moment for one of the episodes, I think it's episode 17, in the first season, had audio issues, so I figured, ah, I might as well not get it now, and I might as well, because they are, Warner Bros. actually had a this um, replacement program going for it, which is really cool, I think it's the first time that's happened in a long time for. Any physical media but I'm I don't want to fuck around with the fact that I have to you know it's in America so I don't know if they'll be willing to ship it out to Australia um, but as soon as I get that it's also should be noticed that I, I think that's because one with Warner Archives like the Jetsons one was with Warner Archive the Flintstones one was with Warner Home Entertainment so <laughs> Who cares about them? It's all about Warner, Warner archives. And you're probably also wondering why does Warner was owns Tana Barbell? Look, look, if you, if you're so interested in the American animation distribution rights history, I'm sure, I'm sure we can come to a compromise and I can talk about them because it is actually really interesting to see how, um, animation and actually all films for that matter were treated when, um, TV became a thing. But, We'll talk about that later. We have to move on now because, unfortunately, because, you know, I'm an idiot, I decide that we'll open this up to questions again. And, you know, there's nothing nothing bad in listening to your questions. So, so, I couldn't get through that one without, you know, lying to frankly. Anyway, we've got questions. Um, most of them are from my teammates, which is, well... Let's face it, it's not the best, isn't it? Um, Jack Barrow. Jack Barrow, he's, um, he's that guy that plays with, with me. I know him. Um, asks, who do you hate the most? Who do I hate the most? Now That's a really good question, because I like to think that I'm more of a lover than a fighter. You know, I don't go out there, you know, don't tread on me, all that malarkey. I probably hate. You know who I probably hate the most? I probably hate Ace Andy, or as I've been calling him recently, Pussycat. Because he's just you know, he's just he's turning into a beer he's he's what what is he doing to dragons, man? they've, they've turned soft, they turn the time very soft. There's no biff anymore. And even if they do quote unquote biff it's really cringy and it makes me wanna die inside. But let's not talk about my hatred of where the dragon's going, because there's, there's, uh, there's, there's a good dragon, I think you can all guess, it's that, um, it's the to fry Avatar, I forget his name, that's actually something I should probably talk about, I actually recently did buy the complete future armor on DVD, but look, I don't want to leave, I don't want to, I don't want to give away all of my, 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 my gold nuggets, so who do I hate the most? Probably, probably, um, Pussycat, Ace Andy, Meow. Um, our next question comes from another one of my teammates, um, B- Basti, suppose that's how he says it, he asks, hey TJ, what's your favourite Basti moment of the year? Well, I mean, that's pretty obvious, it's just when you went on fucking Turbo's podcast and made a dick at yourself, I mean, come on, I didn't even know what half my questions were and I still got seven out of ten, you only got three, <laughs> uh, that was funny, lucky for you though, um, Turbo doesn't mention it too much in his podcast, so you'll probably get away with it. Um, it's that fry guy from the d- demons I was talking about. Um, hey TJ, what's the difference between a Triceratops sound and a Stegosaurus sound? And um, he wants to ask that because it's the podcast. Well, you know, I'm gonna pass that over to future TJ and future TJ. There's already another dinosaur question in this thing, so we'll just pass it on there. I'll I'll, I'll cut. I'll I'll do my magic editing stuff, and he he'll tell you all about it. Um so remember future TJ cut. cut this part and make sure you record those dinosaur noises else I'll come back from the past and hunt you down mm-hmm. oh, hey it's me future TJ and he's, he's, I'm here to answer some non-question I'm here to answer a question I should say I forgot to bring it up pardon me I just need to go back into my own thread and, um, um Fuck you, Ned make fun of me, I'll fucking hunch you down. Ned 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 Flanders more like Ned Flanders, I can think of. Good comeback. Fuck fuck. Anyway. Um the the guy with the fry avatar. Um he asked he asked fuck it's not on this it's not on this page either. Um he asked he asked the difference between a Triceratops and a stegosaurus. So here's a triceratops. His stegosaurus. Okay, I'll be back later. I need a, I need you some research. PM Bangers asks Wondering your thoughts on the rumored trade of chipmunk to the Furies. What are my thoughts? Well, if this quote unquote ru- rumor is is true, TJ better find a new home because fuck that guy. Um, our next question comes from Clark, Clark M. Um Tajasta, how are you? Well, Clarky, you know I'm going okay. You know, other than Butch being a being a knob. Can you can you can you stop this guy? And also, I've also got this like boil on my ass and that's, it's making it really uncomfortable to sit. But other than that, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm good, Clark M, thanks for asking, man. Um, our next question comes from Future Badman. <laughs> ah, gone. Future Badman and current, current, former teammate of mine, um, Natural Disaster, and he asks, suggestor is it true you forced the Furies to a paleo diet and that's why you drove driven out as captain? Well, no, that's that's not true. Paleo diet isn't that the one that 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 um that um my kitchen rules do? I wasn't he on about that and Gary Ablett Junior. So no, no, you know what? I mean, eating meat's cool. Eating eating only meat is really cool, but I'm not going to be a wanker and call it a quote unquote paleo diet. Fucking hipsters. And no, I wasn't ju- juvenile as Captain Argus signed in my own. Uh, <laughs> I was on my own right, god damn it. Don't don't believe Ned Flanders. That guy wouldn't know he wouldn't know his uh he wouldn't know anything from anyone. I, I don't know, okay. Look, I I know this may be hard to say, but I don't actually have a gunning sheet for this. This is a complete meltdown. Hmm. Sorry, So I seem to have um dropped my Coke can on my keyboard and it stopped the recording there for a little bit um but we'll, we'll move on with questions you know i don't want to don't want get behind this. a lot of questions i have to, a lot of people send in asking questions and i can understand why i mean i i am the greatest let's face it you know my opinion is worth a lot in the suite of faith because i'm just that cool of a guy but tiger, tiger turbulence my captain tiger turbulence asked jester when you look at these ink dot ink blots what do you see and he put some pictures of some things you know what you know what i see turbo and maybe it's because i've been playing it endlessly trying to find shinies but i see pokemon i see pokemon in that image um the one the right looks like vikavolt who was um was a gen 7 pokemon he's a bug electric type he does bug electric things i suppose i oh, don't know he's pretty cool um, and the other one reminds me of another Pokemon from Gen 7, one of the Ultra Beasts, but I forget its name. I might just post a picture in the comments after this, saying it, because I probably can't say it, but hey, you know. That's what it reminds me of, Turbo. Um, thanks for asking. And another teammate asked. Um, Mr. M, this is. Hey to Jessa. Have you ever seen the final episode of Jin Henson's TV series, Dinosaurs? If so, do you think the, that the message of global warming was ahead of its time for a children's show in the early nineties? Um, my question is, No, I have not seen um, the final episode of Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs was a bit before my time, Mister M. Um, but in regards, let's 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 clear the air, okay? Let's let's do a hot take. You know, global warming—it's probably not real. It's probably just the government trying to get more tax dollars to you know renewable stuff kill native birds there you go it's tax dollars to try and kill native birds that's that's what that's what that's what global warming and climate change is all about it's it's and that's why not allowed to shoot feral cats you know it's because they want to get rid of native birds but is it ahead of its time uh the early 90s they were really starting to bring in messages of that sort into not just animation but in some pop culture as general I mean Captain Planet came out in the early 90s who remembers that I remember watching Captain Planet and thinking man this is lame no wonder I want to pollute the earth and and um, another Jim Henson show that I did watch Frege Rock, also talked about environmental themes. And I think that was made in like the 80s so it's probably not it's probably not it's probably not um it's probably not one of the first series maybe it is a bit ahead of its time but look i don't want nitpick okay i haven't seen the episode man it's it's good is that i'm assuming that's what that puppet dinosaur thing is i probably said oh yeah i know what that is but i don't i don't know what that is man i, I wasn't young in that that time period um where's our next question come on come on oh yes yes it's my good friend s swans 2011 who asks if I could please give a conf- if I can give a rundown on the situation in Libya post-Gaddafi well you know I'm not I'm not going to go into that sort of stuff you know I, I know a lot about about um the the country L- Libya that's where Tripoli is I know that you see and their flag used to be all green I know a lot instead what I'm going to do I'm going to have a re- I'm going to review it for you S1's 2011 um, and when I mean reviewer, I mean, I've just had a, like a two minute read before this recording started on, on the fucking Wikipedia site. And from the sounds of it, you know, you know, let's face it, killing a dictator in the middle of the streets, it's not the most original idea in the world, you know, I, you know, Italy did in World War II with, with Mussolini. So I have to deduct points for that. Um, other than that, I mean, like, it, you know, was Gaddafi bad? yeah that's probably a fair that's that's definitely a fair comment but is libya better now with a new flag and multiple different factions taking over it probably not so and the fact that it seems like a lot of people are trying to get to europe yeah you know what i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four out of ten they did get rid of someone bad but it didn't really end up with someone really good either you know it just ended up as a bit of a clusterfuck and it's probably due to a lot of factors that i don't know about like um Russia I, I don't know man I, I don't know so for a solid 4 out of 10 for me that's that's why I give Libya after they um, post Gaddafi um, so if that's it's probably not up to your liking S1's 2011 it wasn't really comprehensive but you know we only take strong bold opinions on here um, is there any more questions let's have a look um, oh yes we got one from chipmunk who asks how do I listen to episode one well you, you there's a link in the video somewhere you, you click play you download it too I suppose I mean I don't know why you would it surprised me that so many people actually listened to the entire episode one I was like why I mean suggested was acting like a right knob and when I think about it, he's probably the same on the actual Sweet FA board, but no one was expecting that. Were they? I certainly wasn't. And I was there, you know, I, I wasn't expecting him to go off like that. You know, he, he was really, he said some really hurtful things to me that night. And I'm still recovering from it now. Um, who's next? Um, oh yes, to need, need to get, oh yeah, Sarah Smiles. Sarah Smiles asks, Jasta, what is your favourite movie with a budget under 100000 for the year 1983. Now, I have some, I have some queries, is this under 100,000 US or Australian dollars? I don't know, I don't know that. And also, I don't really, I couldn't really find out where to find the budget of movies in 1983 man. Look, I'm not, I'm not Wayno, I don't know movies off my heart. You should ask Wayno actually, you know, I'm going to pass this over, I'm going to chuck the ball over the, over the Wayno. He would, he would come back with the an answer immediately. And if you're wondering, yes, Wayno did kill my on the beat media thread because I had this whole bit planned out how he was squeezed, how he was laid to Squizzy Taylor, and he just decided to quit the Sweet FA. It really fucked me over. Thanks, Wayno. You're like right, knob. Um, oh yes, S Swans twenty eleven also wanted me to talk about his fight for affordable cigarette access for monkeys everywhere, and I am fully 100 percent on board with that you know as someone that does like to smoke things you know that's awesome i think i think everyone should have a right to smoke whatever they want man i fully support you there man actually well done well done s twenty 2011 man brings a tear to my eye um i think you had something else um Yeah, he wanted me to check out something else, so I'm I'm sort of, I I put an announcement saying, hey, last call for questions, and he wanted me to, um, so he also wanted, it's worth exploring alternatives such as teaching monkeys how to vape, it wouldn't be as cool, but it would save plenty of money. Well, you know what, you got a good point there, man, you know, the government's unfair with their taxing of, like, beer and cigarettes, you know, it's it's my body, I'll put whatever the fuck I want into it, I don't need no government telling me what to do free to make it not free and you know if it means saving you know I've been I've been really harping on but you know the government's trying to outlaw vaping anyway man I mean I think I think it's I think it's a good idea because you know monkeys probably don't make much money They they have to stand in a zoo forever it's probably not it's probably not easy it's probably like prison wages in the US so I'm happy to teach monkeys how to vape too but I prefer cigarettes because it's it's cooler we want to see cool f- shit, not, not a bunch of fucking hipsters smoking their blueberry grape, um, <laughs> blueberry grape vape, yeah, blueberry grape vape ape, there you go, I should, I should photoshop the grape ape with a, with a vape, that, that sounds really cool, fuck, I am on fire recently, yeah, Whoa. Okay, now Antonio Bluevein also had a question. He wanted to ask me. Um, he wanted to ask me my top fa- top ten favorite dinosaur noises, and he wanted me to make them myself. And you know what? I'm going to pass this. This also goes to Future TJ. You know what? I'm going to combine both of those questions together. And Future TJ is going to make a post after this. It's going to be awesome. Look, I trust Future TJ. You know what? Future TJ is a good bloke he's a really good bloke he knows he knows a lot of he he goes he goes to things probably you know he, he, um I don't think he plays tf2 for two hours each day straight thinking to himself you know what this isn't a dying game he, he likes supporting the little man so i'm going to pass it over to future tj he's going to record those he's going to record those dice or noises for you guys and i'll put it on, put it on the end of this podcast um, it's just it's me, future TJ, and I'm here to answer Antonio's question now. So, um, number 10. <coughs> number, n- number, number 9. <coughs> um, um, number, number 8. <coughs> um, um, number 7. <coughs> Um number six. <laughs> um number number five. Um put putting air button make this one sound like a hardware for future future TJ make this one sound like a garter. Um I'm Number two and um number one number number one um I've also a question from Ned Flanders who asks Is it true you were in a freeway with squeech from Save by the Bell? And you know what? You know me. I don't like to brag, but yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, that, that I certainly did that. And you know what? Screech is pretty good. Um Now I also had a PM. Someone sent me a PM and it's our good friend Jacca from the Mount Bullet Demons who's probably he's probably bought shitless because this time he's usually fucking me over in finals. The- no, I was supposed to say that I might have to censor that. Anyway, he asks. Hi TJ, he's got two questions. Why is Headless a shoe in for this year's All Sweet Fa side? Well, is he though? Is is Headless a shoe in? He's, he's had decent media this year, like the see his Super Mario sixty four Fred, He's probably I, I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not on the all sweet FA I'm not on the committee. I'm not one of those weirdos, not anymore. You know, I'm not I'm not someone who spends hours on the fantasy football board determining who goes into this weird FA that's up to the almighty anal bear in the sky to decide it's not my it's not my judgment i'm going to stay out of it but you know he's probably he's probably he's, he, he's gonna be he may be in there i don't know okay i haven't looked at the stats i don't even look I'm, I'm, a, I'm a member of LG i don't look at the stats I just pick people who I like and then and then Turbo's team gets in anyway so it's it's cool it's all it's all cool it's all fine and dandy I'm not I'm not upset at all Mm. and the second question is would you like me to sign your flathead of the year trophy did you really have to ask that of course I want you to sign it yaka of course um so I think that's all the questions we had we had today um stick around because future tj being the good bloke that he is he's going to record those two dinosaur questions you can't do it i can't really do it at the moment you want to know why my voice is sore. it's very sore. i'm going to go take a uh, man pulse and then i'm going to come back here i'm going to do those dinosaur noises for you um but to lead us out we've got our last special guest for the night um he he's um he, he plays for the east side hawks he's already asked the question today to chipmunk and he's going to sing us out so um Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Suggestor podcast with Suggester. Um, peace in the Middle East. My, my dick stinks. Um, butts man's out. And, look, I, I don't know how to finish this. Just, just play us out, chipmunk. Oh, I'm the Never Where, are the girls where? Oh, fuck it, fuck it up. around, 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 around. Ah! <laughs>